people They married on occasion They be fucking But most of the time They chilling Talking about life And we vibing Fuck Mary Chill Fuck Mary Chill Fuck Mary Chill This is the podcast Fuck Mary Chill Fuck Mary Chill Fuck Mary Chill With Brittany and Chris Fuck Mary Chill Fuck Mary Chill Fuck this episode of Fuck Mary Chill is brought to you by Face It. Face It is your cosmeceutical grade skincare solution delivered straight to your door. Each skin set includes a cleanser, a serum, an SPF, a chapstick, and a lotion. Get yours at letsfaceit.com and use the code FMC for Fuck Mary Chill to get 50% off your first subscription or your first purchase because they just stopped doing subscription only that you can buy the products individually now which is amazing it's pretty exciting because if you run out of one quicker than the other you can just go order the other one and you don't have to wait for your subscription to come so big things popping at face it heck yeah go get yours at let's face it.com l-e-t-s-f-a-c-i-t dot c-o-m and use the code fmc fuck mary chill for 50 percent off your first purchase whoop whoop we're back. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Welcome to Fuck Mary Chill. We have missed you guys. We have. We've missed not a lot. Not a lot is everything is it's just the end of the year is getting faster and slower at the same time. It is descending upon us. We went to South Carolina for Thanksgiving. We did for one week and it felt like a quick week. It was a quick week. It was delightful. It was so nice out. Um, they don't believe in COVID. Yeah, they definitely don't. The bars are bars. They just, people sit in bars and drink there. And they eat in food establishments. Inside. Inside. We, it's kind of crazy. It's pretty crazy. We didn't do any of that. We were safe and we just went in town once or twice. And we went to this place called the Big Tuna. That's fucking bomb. Yep. Sit outside and eat fried shrimps. And feed the alligators. Yep. It but was pretty cool. It is funny because like while we were back. And I, it's like. So my family lives there. And then Britt's dad came uh, for Thanksgiving. Along with her sister and her brother. Our brother-in-law. My sister-in-law. Um, anyway, so they just, they're small digs on our life in California because they are Republican folks mm. that are great people, but like it's, it's palpable how much they fucking feel like California is some real bullshit. Like, uh, like when we, we ate, we ate one meal inside of a dining estate, like inside of an actual restaurant. Because it's legal there in Charleston. And uh, like mid-steak cut, my dad was like, isn't it nice to eat inside a restaurant for once? <laughs> <laughs> like in my fucking eyes. And isn't I was like. Nice, you fucking plebs. Yeah, isn't it nice to eat inside of a. I was like, dude, it's. Actually, First of all, it was Hall's, which is a delicious ass steakhouse. So true. it was fucking bomb as fuck. But it's like, um, but yeah, no, there are definitely. I wanted to be like, isn't it nice that uh, it's always nice out where we live, and mm -hmm. we would rather sit outside? Like, the one thing that about sitting outside now with COVID is like that's what you'd normally pick anyway, right? 
Like, if you had a choice, you'd be like, I would rather sit outside, please. And now there's Hell yeah. only outdoor dining. And most places that have survived this long have made their outdoor dining, like, even larger, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, it sucks for the restaurants, but it's great for us. Yeah. Like, the- it definitely is a sad situation. Yeah. And I really, it's really even sadder now that you can't even eat outside. But yeah, the the subtle digs were hilarious. Yeah, and I subtle thought- digs, subtle digs are funny. Um, the other, the other, other subtleties were not so funny. Yeah, like, like for example, my dad was referring to a black woman in a movie, and he called her a colored person. That was and, yeah. and I and I, my head fell off. I was like, you can't say that, and you haven't the, been the able one, to say that the- for so. Fucking long. The one thing though that was kind of uh, not cute about that moment, but it was like it was. But he did. He was. He was taken back by you saying that you can't say that, and he was like, "Well, then." He's like, "But like you could tell that he doesn't. He's at a place right now where he doesn't even know how to comfortably speak about black people, right? So like he said that because he." I'm sure, like, whatever came to his head, like, African-American or black, yeah, whatever, yeah. felt wrong. Yeah. And then he said that as a default. Yeah, and it was worse. And you're like, it was Dad, you can't say that. And then he was like, well, what do I call them? And you're like, you just call them, like, black people. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And then he's, he's like, like, well, okay. I like can't say that either. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's, yeah, it's like he's feeling the fire, the fire, the fire yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's out of his comfort zone, but it's not snapping him into a a good place yeah yet, you know <laughs> yeah another thing that was funny oh about your dad was that he was a full-on he's a chin diaper oh yeah he will not allow his nose <laughs> he doesn't, put his, he doesn't put his face in the mask he just puts the mask on his chin sometimes over his mouth never over his he would nose. not put his nose in the face mask and i thought there was just i was just like wow that is hilarious yeah i feel like the mask thing is so funny because it just reminds me of like back in the day like remember i don't remember even when seat belts became mandatory as a law but like rem- i do- yeah no i mean i definitely know like lots of people in my family were, were like, like fucking ag- against you like why would i even and then like or like when cars started making the sound you know yeah. like that you didn't have your seatbelt on yeah. it was like i remember my aunt was like oh, this is just bullshit yeah you know and yeah I'm like-, like i specifically <laughs> remember adults being pissed about seatbelts and i feel like it's the same thing with being like i can't breathe in this thing yeah. and it's well, like it's- the same thing with the mask it's like it's gonna be crazy looking back when we're like oh it's it's insane that people didn't wear this at one point well to i mean just protect themselves and others yeah. You know, it's the same people that were like, what do you mean I can't smoke a cigarette inside? And right. Like, god damn it, man. <laughs> oh, my God. You were able when I was in college, you were able to smoke cigarettes inside. I would I had a bartending or not a bar, a cocktail waitressing job and a waitressing job. And I remember waitressing at the steakhouse and guys would be smoking cigars after they ate steaks yeah. inside. And I would come home smelling like a Shit. walking yeah. cigar. Well, that was like in North Carolina is where tobacco is produced and you know, like Winston Salem is yeah. the cigarette capital of the earth. Yeah. And like, uh, I remember I went and visited a friend in, in Washington, D.C. when they started not allowing you to, like, there was like a designated smoking area, like mm-hmm. outside. And I was like, this will never fly in North Carolina. And then like yeah. a year later, it obviously yeah. happened. But yeah, it was. Wisconsin a, was the last one. Was it? They were, they left, let smoking inside stay until the very yeah. end. 
But I mean, I feel like with the face mask thing, like, I mean, I feel like just a year ago when you would see, like, the the idea was that, like, Asian people would normally wear a face mask if they were sick Mm -hmm. to not get anybody else sick. But Americans looked at that and were like... They're fucked. What are they fucking scared of? You know what I mean? And you're like, no, it's not the way it works. Like, they're sick. They don't want to get anyone else sick. So they wear a mask. In in actuality, like, it's pretty fucking nice. Well, I don't know if they're always sick, but I do know that they're privy to the fact that the air quality on airplanes is bad and in airports is bad. Oh, that's true, too. So it's protecting themselves. It might be also protecting everyone else, but, but... um, I noticed last night we were watching The Big Short, which is such a fucking good movie. Did you notice that Brad Pitt, when he traveled in the airports, his character had a face mask and used hand sanitizer? What I noticed about that was, yes, that he was doing all those things because they were passing him off as a germaphobe. Uh-huh. But watching it now, and it's like 2020, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, he, he gets it. You yeah. know, like, he's where, he's like, he was like about to eat. He's using hand sanitizer. Right. He's got a face mask yeah. on. I was like. Like he's he's just from 2020. He was traveling back in time in that movie. Yeah, I'm like, I know we're going into another lockdown and all of this needs to be taken very seriously. But I do want to reminisce on a time when everyone was like leaving their groceries outside for a day, like not bringing anything into the house, like windexing their packages. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like, so when before L.A. went into lockdown, like the week before I was kind of, I was definitely in a bad place because I was reading all the news and I had to for work and it was fucking anxiety inducing. But I was also getting texts from like very good friends of mine that were getting information from God knows where, like friends in fucking Australia. Like I remember Greg sent me a fucking facebook post from his buddy in australia he's literally driving the car he looks like walter white he's got like the fucking goggles on like shit all around his mouth he's got like cleaning gloves on like he just it it was like you gotta take this so fucking serious and i mean like dude we do have to take this very seriously but it was crazy entering the first fucking part of the pandemic when it was legitimate yeah like I was watching videos and people were like this is how you uh this is how you unpack your your groceries and mm-hmm. this is how you clean your vegetables mm-hmm. and this is how you do this. This is how you bleach your noodles. It was like what are we doing here people? And then yeah like weeks later it's like oh yeah like the surface the contact surface yeah. infection is like so insanely low. Yeah. As long as you're not fucking licking lamp posts you should be okay also maybe that guy in australia had it figured out and we all should have done that because australia only has 11 cases yeah i'm on a phone call with yeah a director in australia and he's just like we're we're like how's it how is it over there and he's like it's just a normal shit like life is completely normal yeah it's wild. Well, even when we were on that flight back to South Carolina, so our first flight was LA to Char- or, um, to Charlotte, and there was a woman and her two kids on the flight ca- traveling from Sydney to meet her husband who had moved um, to North Carolina, meet them in North Carolina. They'd been separated for like nine months, and the kids were wild as fuck, but obviously they just were on like a 24-hour flight from Sydney, and they were refusing to wear their masks, and the flight attendant kept being like, you have to wear your mask, you have to wear your mask, and the woman was like, I'm sorry, we're just from Australia. Like, they're, you know, an outbreak there. Like, we just had an outbreak, and it was eight cases. Yeah. And, like, that's wild. Like, I, I mean, especially hard to, for a child to understand. I like, think in general, it's got to be hard for a child to understand in general. Like, you're 
at an age where you're like normal life is pretty carefree yeah and like you i mean i never i never even knew how you got a cold back then i just would get a cold or i didn't get a cold right and that was that you right. know what i mean yeah you didn't have to wear a mask or anything crazy but anyway yeah we're going down into another lockdown party party on it's almost like we should have never come out of it yeah well I do, it's weird though because like you read these rule. i mean like it's it was all happening and people were texting me like oh like it's happening like a lockdown is going to occur in three days or whatever mm-hmm. and then like it came out and i read the fucking line for line and i was like there's a couple of things that have changed like outdoor restaurants you can't eat outside that's basically the largest and then it's like please don't leave your house but like i mean yeah like we i don't feel like we've been willy-nilly leaving our house all fucking year right and then in like and then you're like oh the parks and the beaches are still open you could go to a gym if you want to if Mm -hmm. it's like not a lot it's the same shit they're just like re telling us that it's happening again yeah like there's no new new rules right i don't know i just want the vaccine to come out and work and for everything to ease back into a sense of normalcy so we can all make money and be productive and chill out yeah it's it's it, this year has been such a blessing in so many ways because it makes you realize like everything you've taken for granted yeah you know just it's also like uh people are saying that this uh you know is the start of a new chapter for like it's a brand new chapter for like humans yeah because now we have lived through something like this which we you know haven't lived through a a pandemic you know like what since like the fucking plague or something <laughs> or smallpox i don't know and then i have no idea and then so it's like now you know we have to move forward in, in in a new way and i think like yeah we've taken all these things we've taken for granted all these things that we thought fucking mattered that really don't you know mm-hmm. it's like it should be the next five years should be an interesting thing to watch how this reshapes some things because not just the way that we interact or this that, and the other like i think that it's going to like have long-term effects that could be positive could be some could be negative but like it's going to be interesting to see like in the next three to five years how this kind of shapes the future totally why are you awkward silencing (laughs) i don't have anything else to say i feel like that was a complete thought how about uh do you like that santa claus can't get covid (laughs) because santa claus isn't fucking real i love that your mom can get covid by the way your mom is santa that's true dr fauci though i mean just to keep spirits alive because all the fucking kids are like what about santa like (laughs) is like there's just the thing that i think is hilarious about anthony fauci coming out and saying that santa can't get covid to make all of the kids happy is that there are so many people that don't believe in anthony fauci (laughs) (laughs) 
right. <laughs> and now they have to for right. their kids sake right. no i mean this is this is going to be the year where a lot of really far right people are going to be like fuck that guy and also i'm santa yeah. you know like that you want to know something you want to know something like fucking just ruining kids lives this yeah. year but yeah i think that that's hilarious being like hey but this guy that i hate totally is the guy that you should listen to when right. it comes to Santa or right. COVID activity. <laughs> it's going to be weird. Christmas is like, it just feels so crazy. Normally living in Los Angeles, I have never felt the Christmas spirit because it feels the same as every other day. And also I've never spent Christmas here. So, like, it doesn't feel like Christmas because it doesn't get cold. And it just is the same, like, dingy city with some, like, shoddily fucking installed Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is almost, like, leftovers. Like, it's middle of the summer. Yeah. Like it's still Christmas shit out. Yeah. And then I've never had a Christmas here. It's just weird that, like, we're already there. Like, it is fucking Christmas time here right now yeah usually the two weeks like the week before christmas and the week after christmas la is a ghost town and it feels like everybody's gonna be here now it feels like everyone might be here i mean or you know i don't know even when they were saying like you guys shouldn't travel for thanksgiving most people still traveled so people still might go home i think i know a handful of people that are still heading out but i've been in la for christmas and it's actually really nice. That's what everybody that I've talked to that they love it. And yeah. I totally could see that it being amazing. Yeah. Because it is like the city as you wish it was. Mm-hmm. Like people are kind of indoor. I mean, but that's kind of was the way that the early pandemic days were. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, there's no traffic anymore. Yeah. I mean, even the day after the election, when everyone I think was scared of upheaval and there was still uncertainty on what was going to happen, this city was dead. Yeah. Like I went on a walk from Venice to Santa Monica Pier and there was just nobody. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. It has been weird uh, living West Side and then the weird waves where you're like, oh, the West Side's amazing. And then all of a sudden people come back and you're like, fuck everyone outside right now. What are you doing here? I know. I'm like, I love Venice. Obviously, I've been here almost 10 years, but I'm almost a little sick of it because I'm just like, everyone loves Venice. And especially with this pandemic and especially right now with the beaches not closing this time, like at least the first time the beaches closed and it kind of felt like we kind of got the beach to ourselves for a little moment in time. But with them not closing this time, it's like everyone who would do anything else on a weekend is now Yeah, it's like there's nothing else to do. Therefore, we must go to the beach. Right. And then the boardwalk. And it's not like warm enough right now to be swimming. So people are just walking. Yeah, nobody's on the beach. Everybody's just between the buildings and the sand. Right. And then the boardwalk is just like a parade of people. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Also, the homeless people on the boardwalk right now are homeless there's a lot of them a lot there's a lot i've been doing this walk in the morning from the venice venice to santa monica pier and it is just it's got to be like what a half a mile yeah of like fucking it's almost as if they're creating their own condominium like housing it's like it's the tents set up is now it's almost like a fortified wall of 
of of tarps like it, it you can't well, even really they see. have like furniture and There's we no saw gaps. a guy cooking on a stove this morning yeah like it's a full-on town it is it is of carnies like it, it is, is nutty it is fucking full-on meth-addled carnies yeah selling like trinkets they stole from our porch and there's nothing yeah and that's the deal <laughs> the greatest thing is that there are thousands of fucking bicycles that are all stolen there yeah and they're just getting parted and you know i don't really understand that hustle you part it you sell the pieces that you can get money for and then you buy drugs I that's the that is the hustle, but I don't know how much money you can get on stolen beach cruisers. Right. Like I've bought and sold a couple of bicycles in my lifetime right. on Craigslist, and like it's like a hundred dollars. I mean, it's not. Well, even I guess I bet. I mean, I'm sure they have Craigslist. Maybe they're selling stuff on Craigslist. Yeah, I mean, I guess that is true. They do have fucking cell phones and electronics, yeah. and like the people down the street that are no longer down the street they used to have a generator at night and we're listening to fucking yeah pharrell you know yeah. like it was and they, <laughs> yeah. they were welding things together i was yeah. crazy yeah. i was like what an industrious tribe of folks yeah started from the bottom now we're here yeah they're fucking crushing it um it's not the life for me not yet i could take a couple more laughs and end up there but <laughs> but it's pretty could dye interesting. my hair and yeah start doing math yeah go no, I can't. I can't even say that out loud. But it is interesting the juxtaposition of like those beach homes that are worth, you know, anywhere from seven to twelve million dollars, and then just an enc- you walk outside and it is an encampment. Yeah, well, you're like lo- looming over, yeah, yeah, straight up fucking poverty. But it's like that. You're almost. I feel like those people are just like, yeah, we'll just look past it. It's interesting because it's like it is poverty. Of course, it's poverty, but. It seems to me like that style, that life style is a choice for a lot of people. The, the Venice bums don't seem unhappy. Like uh, They seem... They seem pretty fucking stoked. And they almost feel like they judge you right. for caring about the things you care about. Right. When they're like, they're free of right. that world. They're like, we've got it figured out. They do seem like... I mean, like They've they seem got a very fucking stoked. Hot plate, a bottle of ketchup, some Jiffy peanut butter meth a dog a dog and there's some of them like rad skateboard ramps yeah like, do, maybe we're maybe we're, we're wrong maybe we should move in <laughs> how how long do you think we would last who would be more successful would we stay a couple or would we just divide and conquer and try and be homeless individually well you have a tent and all those skills and then i just ha- could suck dick so <laughs> well you could suck dick too anybody that's what the one dude we saw that one day he just said uh i'm not gay but twenty dollars is twenty dollars i almost wanted to buy that shirt off of him um you don't have to buy it off of him they sell it on the boardwalk he probably just stole it off a mannequin (laughs) (laughs) like i'll give you twenty dollars for that shirt. yeah (laughs) oh my god who do you think would last longer me really yeah why because you'd get the shit beat out of you (laughs) yes you would why because i'm likable very punchable (laughs) (laughs) no that one chick there's this one girl who comes around all the guys on her skateboard and she lets her big fat belly hang out and she she's got the fucking sauce and all the guys when she comes by they ooh and ah there's there's so few women that i think i think the women are pretty well taken care of Mm. 
Yeah. Maybe. Rode hard and put away wet. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes not even put away. Yes. Sometimes not even wet. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I don't. It's. I feel like I've always. We. It's. You have these conversations when you're walking, and you're like, I, if I were ho- homeless, I would do this or I would do that. And it's like I don't think that they put that much thought into it. You know. I think that they just kind of. They just. It's survival. They don't yeah. really. So I don't know. I would just need some sunblock. Um, I did for one. I for a moment. Uh, when I was going through the divorce, I thought. I thought about buying a shitty old RV and trying to do the curb life. Really? I was just like, I was so intrigued by it. It wasn't, and it was, it's so cheap. Like you buy a $10,000 RV. Which you couldn't have afforded at the time. No. (laughs) So? No, I think I could have figured something out. I could what have pro- what I, are you figuring out? A cheaper version of this you dream. Couldn't, you couldn't, okay. Anyway, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need, it would be easy to do now. $10,000, you could easily buy a fucking RV, but then when you don't have money, you don't have money. You can't just jumpstart an I RV life. A, I could have found an RV for like three grand and I could have You didn't, that. you didn't have that. Yes, I did. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, anyway. Yeah, I was After like, you got past the logistics. I was thinking, yeah, you just live on the curb. And then at the time, we had showers at the office. So I was like, I would just shower at the office. My only problem was leaving the dog in the RV all damn day. <laughs> That's that, it. That's that the only thing that got the The only way. thing that was really keeping me... Because all you have to do is move the car once a fucking week. Uh, at any point did i get in the way of that plan because we started dating immediately no i mean like <laughs> rational thinking got in the way of that plan but for a minute it was like i would be fucking great like i had a buddy once that worked at google in san francisco and he bought a volvo station wagon and he lived in the parking lot for a year and a half yeah. and he wasn't the only one they were like you're not supposed to do that and he was like yeah but you don't know that I live in my car. Like the security guard, like every so often would bitch at them. But there's food there, showers there. He just put a mattress in the back of a Volvo and lived in the Volvo. Yeah, but if you're working at Google, why wouldn't you just get yourself a place? Because he's like, if I can stack a year and a half worth of cash. And he was like, he was single. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, but that's like, one way to stay single. Actually, no, I bet there's bitches think, who are down for van life. Yeah. Dude, Matt drove across country in a truck with a fucking mattress in the back and his dog in the back, mm-hmm. got on Tinder, stayed out in front of our house in Venice, got on Tinder, met a girl, took her back to his truck, fucked her in said <laughs> truck, and then the next morning we walked outside to take the dog for a walk and they were eating McDonald's breakfast on the tailgate. I remember. So some chicks are down to clown. Yeah. It's also different. It might be a different brand of lady. Yeah. Type of lady that fucking meet a guy and fuck him in the back of a truck and then eat McDonald's breakfast. That's a pretty skeezy moment, but it's Matt Reeves. So, I mean, he's got the charm. I'm going to have to bleep out his name. Why? You can't put last names in podcasts, can you? Well, I don't know. He l- he listens to it. He'll be stoked he's on <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, Matt's a fucking legend. Yeah, he's the best. 
<laughs> Long time listener, first time mention. Yep. <laughs> anyway, anyway, everyone. Well, he's not. He's he's off the market now. He is, and he just got a new dog. Congrats, mm-hmm. Matt. Best dude out. Uh, yeah. So anyway, van life. You were close. I wasn't close, but I definitely. Well, you've said that to me though. You're like, if we ever break up, I'm gonna get a van and take Biggie and drive across the country. Oh yeah, I and think the that's, only that's part different that's now. Yeah, not true would be that you don't get Biggie. Yeah, I do. No. <laughs> this is a contentious part of our marriage. <laughs> Who gets Biggie when it ends? <laughs> Who gets Biggie when the shit hits the fan? Yeah. Well, I guess shit's not gonna hit the fan. Hopefully. But yeah, I know. I would. I. I mean, I. I don't know that I would do it forever. But uh, yeah. I mean, if like everything went up in flames with my current life, I would like to take whatever money I do have in the bank and then just kind of like take like six months and fucking vagabond. Yeah. It's something that I want to do in my bucket list anyway. You know, like I would love to just kind of. Vagabond for a couple months. I don't think like I want to do it like well, for a long term time frame. You know, you can still do that without me dying or divorcing you. You can still take time off and go cruise a van around the country. Yeah. I might do it with a motorcycle at one like just a couple of months. I would like that to seems go. less safe and also less comfortable. Yeah, but then also I would probably stay in hotels, which is pretty cool. Real shit. So that's hotels. not vagabonding. Yeah, what type of hotels I'll be staying at? It's pretty <laughs> vagabond. <laughs> I don't think vagabonds stay at hotels. Uh, there's some pretty bad hotels out there. <laughs> you gotta fucking find them. Motel sticks? Yeah, we're way worse than that. Motel six is like fucking killing it. I said sticks. Yeah. Yeah, I caught it. Oh, okay. You just didn't care. Just glide right over that one. You could never do that? Well, um, on the back of a motorcycle? No, my legs go numb after an hour. On the back of a van. Am I on the back of the van yeah. or am I in the van? Uh, currently? <laughs> yeah, currently. currently. You're on the back of the van. <laughs> no, I don't think I could. I think I could do like a m- month in a van. But I think all of the things that keep me sane aren't accessible to me in a van. Like, I need to be able to work out and I need to be able to, like, go to my meetings and, like, do the things that keep me sane. Because otherwise, me just, like, dry drunk in a van, you'd kill me. I'd kill you. We'd kill each other. One of us would die. It'd be me. (laughs) Well, no, because, like, if you've got nowhere to go... Then you are able to like find a cool spot and stay there for like a week. You don't just you don't. It's not like a normal road trip where you have a fucking destination. You're cur- right. you're always currently at your destination. Right. So you there's would- a ton of the United States that I still want to see. I just like vacation to me is not that vacation to me is like laying on a beach, bougie shit, reading a book, Bora Bora, Cayman Islands fuck me up yeah you're bougie i am yeah fuck yeah i want to relax i'm a taurus it's in my zodiac is, i fucking really want to throw this microphone <laughs> <at you. laughs> it is bouginess and also 
Liking to do nothing. Like needing lazy days. Isn't that every fucking basic bitch? Is that's probably every basic woman's fucking zodiac. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's goop guide to the zodiac. <laughs> goop guide to you being just a like nice things, soft stuff, <laughs> being warm. <laughs> People taking care of you, girl. You're a whatever you are sign. <laughs> You're a, You're a Taurus. Taurus. Ford Taurus. <laughs> I am a Ford Taurus. Oh my god. I would love to read this zodiac that you're getting. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, this is totally me. I like to do nothing and also have expensive things. You're going places. <laughs> you're beautiful. Inside and out. I need to write these fucking things. <laughs> It's basically like you're Pluto's in Jupiter, and you're gonna be a star. It's just like a fucking fortune cookie on speed. (laughs) What's the craziest fortune cookie you ever got? I have no idea. I can't remember a single fortune cookie I've ever gotten. Really? I got two. Okay, so one that was just like, "Who the fuck wrote this?" And what's wrong with their translator? It said, "What makes an apple fall?" With a period after it, not a question. The answer is gravity, but that's not a fortune. (laughs) And then the other one was you should be expecting a windfall soon. And my mom died. (laughs) That's cool. And I got some money. So it was right. (laughs) I was like sick. Yeah, you should have gone and spent more money at that fucking establishment that gave you said cookie. It's mouse. Oh. My, uh... My friend in high school had three brothers. Mm-hmm. Charlie? Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. And so his mom bought everything at Sam's Club. And one time she came back with like a bag, a box of fortune cookies, because I guess they sold them at Costco or Sam's Club. And the littlest brother loved fortune cookies, so she bought them for him. And the oldest younger brother of Charlie figured out how to open them take the fortunes out and then put other fortunes back in and then seal them back up. And so he started writing like anti-American fortunes <laughs> and the brother at the time was like nine or 10 yeah. and they were like, they would just can they just were so bad. It was like, just like about how like communism was better and like yeah. anti-America and uh, the brother at the time that was writing all these was like, 16 and mm-hmm. i was like this is the greatest gift ever and then or the greatest like fucking like thing to do to a little brother ever and then finally the little brother had like 10 of them and like brought them to his dad <laughs> his dad was super fucking mad <laughs> <laughs> and he was like what the fuck is this this fucking company <laughs> and then like sam had to be like hey that was all me i was trying to drive henry crazy was Henry like a super patriot at nine or like why? No, I think he was just like sca- I think it actually was just frightening. Oh, yeah. Because he wrote like a bunch of other like heinous ass fortunes. Yeah. But he's just like, I'm just going to fuck with my brother in the weirdest yeah. way possible. And it was like a daily five weird things that his brother would read <laughs> amongst other uplifting fortunes. That's because hilarious. Because he was eating fortune cookies like they were candy. It also makes me want a cookie, but not a fortune cookie. 
What is up with fortune cookies? Why do they taste like that? What is the what is it? What is it even made of? It's like a it's bastardized a sh- sugar cookie. It's a sugar cookie. But it's not. It's like a sugar cookie chip. Actually, a flattened fortune cookie, like fortune cookie chip, would be pretty tasty. Oh, yeah. It is the shape that's problematic, isn't it? Yeah. It's like got some corners. It's yeah. It's like one rigid. of those. What are those called that you used to do at school where you put your fingers in it and you there's like a bunch of like you pick blue and then you pick the number. And then yeah, I know what you're talking about. I couldn't tell you the name. Yeah. There's like a flap underneath that's like you're going to be a doctor. I don't know what it was. Honestly, I didn't have any friends, so I just <laughs> watched other people play it. I wasn't good at folding, and I had no friends. <laughs> so. Therefore, I don't even know what those are. I've just seen them in movies. <laughs> I watched other kids do it from inside where I sat, because if I went outside, I would get beat up. Truth. <laughs> I did. Everyone hated it's me. It's crazy it's that okay. you had zero friends. <laughs> I know. It's totally understandable that you had zero <laughs> friends. <laughs> I didn't have zero friends. I just had more enemies. Like, people really disliked me. Get it. Here's the th- I understand that you get it. Here's the thing with girls. Actually, I don't get it. I just don't understand. You never moved, so you kind of grew up with the same people, right? Well, I had to move schools from private to public because private, I was getting bullied too much. That's understandable because private school kids are garbage. Garbage. Yeah. Um, And then when I got to public school, I was popular for like 13 days. And then this one girl decided she realized basically my parents didn't spend money on clothes for me, which like retrospectively is fine. But in the moment felt like torture. I would like shop at Walmart and like all the other kids had Adidas track suits. And then I had like a goofy track suit from Walmart (laughs) from like faded glory. And, um, I I wore it too much. The girl decided I wore it too much, and I was a stinky hoe. That's what she started calling me. A stinky. How old were you? I was in fifth grade. Man, a stinky hoe. Foreshadowing. And- <laughs> 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 well, okay, so that's exactly my point. Is this girl then started calling me a hoe and a slut and all of these things, and I was a prude. I literally wasn't allowed to go to the school dances. You're in fifth grade. I never, yeah, but she had a boyfriend. Other people had boyfriends. It was fifth grade. Like people were fucking, not fucking, but they were like kissing and no, like dancing. Yes, they were. She had a boyfriend. Uh, everyone else had boyfriends. It was like a thing. And I was not allowed to because I was in fifth grade, which is also retrospectively fine. I did one guy in fifth grade or sixth grade, maybe for like three days. And I then feel he- like, like up until seventh grade, your boyfriend, girlfriend situation was literally that just you were boyfriend, girlfriend because you felt like that was what people did, but yeah. you didn't do anything with it. Yeah. But you like kissed and held hands and stuff. Anyway, these people did not me, but I had this boyfriend and he tried to kiss me and I didn't. And then he called me a prude. So she, he was calling me a prude. And then this other girl was calling me a slut and she was popular, so everyone else started calling me a slut. And then, yeah, then the wheels fell off. Because I was like, well, if you're going to call me a slut, this is not in fifth grade, but later in life. I finally was like, if you're going to keep calling me this, because it was like seven years in. I was like, I'm going to bang a doorknob. <laughs> I'm going to fuck someone. <laughs> like, you drove me to this. In seventh grade. Yeah, in seventh grade. No, 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 no. I was a prude. But that guy that I dated in sixth grade for three days went to prison for slanging crack. So... You could have been a crackhead. I could have. I could have been a mistress to that dynasty or an heir to that throne. Do you have friends 
and because Wisconsin's what a heroin town. Heroin na- now since I left, I guess it. Yeah. Do you have any friends? Her- First of all, Wisconsin is a heroin town. I think it's pretty accurate. It's <laughs> an accurate statement about the state of Wisconsin. Bumper sticker. <laughs> it's a state. First of all, <laughs> the town I grew up in. Okay, so here's the town I grew up I in. I think Wisconsin is a heroin town. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Do you want to hear how fucked up the street I lived on was? And I didn't know this growing up, obviously, because I was growing up. But the guy next door to us, the family next door to us, had three sons. Mom and dad sold drugs and cooked meth. Guy next to us worked for the city, so he was pretty benign repo guy woman across the street from us family husband wife two girls one boy for the kids the woman tried to commit suicide and then failed like she didn't fully complete the job and then the dad walked in on her and finished her off and he never went to jail Wait, can you further explain how that works? She was in the barn. She tried to commit suicide by cutting. And then he walked in and she was like within an inch of her life, according to him. And he took a gun and shot her. And he didn't go to jail. And he didn't go to jail. Sounds about Wisconsin. Yeah, it's so Wisconsin. So, yeah. So there was meth. There was a lot of drugs around, I guess. I just didn't realize for a long time. But heroin got really popular when I left the state. Like, it be, it started popping up in high school, which, like, that for sure, there was no heroin. Like, there was definitely, like, a group of grimy kids who, like, did ecstasy and coke. But I was never around them. Like, I yeah. drank. But I never I never did any hard drugs until I moved to California. Like, I was... I dr- exclusively drank. Like, even when I worked at flannery's in milwaukee and people would do coke i didn't do i was just like what are you doing like that to yeah. me didn't look fun i didn't really do coke at all um i had buddies that did coke in college but it wasn't like raging cocaine all the time it was just like here and there yeah and then i just never really did it because it just didn't seem like my it didn't seem like my drug like yeah i'm pretty high energy and i yeah. was even worse back then i was pretty high energy all the time and even when I was drinking, I was high energy. So I just was like, I don't feel like why I would ever need cocaine. And then the few times that I've done cocaine, I'm just like, I don't like the scene. I don't like, yeah. like, uh, I, I don't like it house parties when people just fucking lock themselves in a fucking yeah. room. I think that's lame. It's like if you, I would respect cocaine more if I had known somebody that was like 80s rich and just like, we're doing, co- everybody's yeah. doing coca- cocaine yeah. party. Yeah, it's always just like such a weird thing, and then like anytime I've done it, it's either to get sober in the morning because I'm on a fucking crazy bender, or I'm just like I just I just don't like the feeling of like when I'm on it. Like, yeah, I'm normally like I just or maybe I'm just not doing like the best cocaine, which is totally well. Possible. Either way, it doesn't matter. I've had all some levels. people are like this is the fucking drug my drug like oh, it's the fucking yeah. best. Yeah, people get like addicted to it. I. I could never because it. I just didn't like myself on it. I didn't like who I was, how I acted, how much I talked, what the fuck I was talking about, like all of it. I was just like, oh my god, shut up, you yeah. dumb bitch. Like I was like floating over myself while I was talking, being like, look at this dumb bitch. Like judging myself while I was on it. Like I, I for sure did not like that at all. 
Um, and it changed the, it changed the chemistry for me. Like it, it made drinking not something that I could do and just be fun and have fun. Like it changed like my brain chemistry. So Mm. that's unfortunate for me because otherwise maybe I would have been able to stay drinking, but also maybe I'm fooling myself, but back to my school, um, and Wisconsin and everyone hating me heroin was popping. And I guess a couple kids from my grade died. Um, my high school grade died and the this is how much people didn't like me they had a 10-year high school reunion and i wasn't invited (laughs) but kids that had overdosed from heroin and died were on the facebook invite list that's awesome (laughs) so i don't know if i i think i was i don't know if i've been if i was invited i think i was invited to our 10-year uh whatever you call it reunion reunion. yeah i mean i would never want to go anyway because what the fuck do i have to say to any of them but like yeah, oh, I it would be funny to see some people that like the tangential like friend groups. Yeah, they weren't your friends, but they weren't not your friends. Like you, you guys were homies if you were drinking and you were out. Um, but you weren't like friend friends. But also, like I would never fly home to go. Sp- just that's the specific thing that I'm in town to do. Yeah, it just seems crazy. Absolutely not. And I listen, I yeah, no. I just have no interest. Truly the only person that I talk to from high school is Kate and that's the only person I Yeah, have out of high school I have like plan. four four people that I'm like yeah. still in touch with. It's also just like I whatever, if you you know, my dad's still friends with people from high school, but he you know, he didn't leave Wisconsin and he didn't, you know, go to college or whatever so it's just like he of course you're still friends with people from high yeah. school like those are your those, those are, are your, your peeps yeah. yeah i so i totally get that and i understand like a lot of people from the place i went to school are also still friends and i'm like oh yeah you guys didn't leave of course you're friends like yeah. you didn't meet people with new interests because you never left and it's like i would have nothing in common with anyone there to the, like what would i go talk to those people about you know totally so anyway but that's what made me just a fucking glorious, lovely person to be around today. That's why I'm so kind and warm and nice. <laughs> and I don't have any walls up. Yeah. Definitely not a stanko anymore. <laughs> not a stanko in a Walmart tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. We should find that tracksuit. It's funny how... Yeah, and it's for sure gone. I can visualize it. I can see it exactly. It was like shiny and it was like navy blue on the back and uh, baby blue on the front and it had like a mickey mouse bootleg i would imagine because it was faded glory unless they had a partnership with disney it might have been a fake mickey mouse a ficky faust (laughs) no i doubt it um yeah i can i can see that track i loved it i was so stoked on it and then when i wore it too many times i got branded got called out (laughs) branded that's funny oh my god it is funny but also like you moved a lot so you had a lot of friends but not for very long yeah yeah no it was always just like it was it was weird because you're always the new kid which Mm -hmm. was kind of weird um were you like a hot kid what (laughs) were you you talk to me about your little (laughs) little boy hairless dick were you a hot kid? You know what my question is. When you went to school, was it like, ooh, look at the new hot boy? No. I had a real bad acne problem at some point. <laughs> That's why people liked you. No. Because you're the fucking underdog with a good personality. 
Well, I still like um, made out with chicks and stuff. Oh, okay. Who was, was the weird. first girl you kissed? I don't know. Um, yes, you do. Everyone knows the first person. Actually, I don't. No. So, okay. No. So, at, I went to a private school when I lived in Florence, South Carolina, because the school system was pretty bad. I was in elementary school there, I think, and then I got pulled into some this private school and the private school went from like kindergarten all the way through 12th grade like senior high school Mm -hmm. shit um but i was there from like for six years and it was like up to ninth grade so it was nine seven eight whatever fifth grade to ninth grade something like Mm -hmm. that that's terrible math. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna they didn't teach you any math while you were there. Anyway, then I went to a private school because my parents were like, that that was a good situation. I went to a, like a worse town, this place called Edenton, North Carolina, which is like pretty, it's a rad little town on the water, but like there's n- like, it's a pretty podunk ass fucking town. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we moved there too late to get me into public high school for 10th grade so i had to go to this fucking place called lawrence academy and it was the worst fucking school i've ever witnessed like it was my dad my dad like wanted to fight the fucking principal a couple of times (laughs) i kept getting in trouble there because i thought the teachers were fucking rednecks (laughs) and like uh the first week of school i got called the n-word uh, by a white kid. There was no oh, black. I, I there was were, by a teacher. There were like, no Whoa. black people at the school. Period. Um, yeah. So like, I just I don't know how I dressed. I think it was just like in like a plaid shirt and jeans. But uh, and uh, yeah. This kid called me the N word, and then like we got into some shit. And a football coach was like the one to intervene. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "All right, we're gonna go out." Put some boxing gloves on. You guys are going to have it out. And I was like, what the fuck is this fucking place? Yeah. And then like, yeah, like it was insane. Like the fucking school was insane. I was there for one fucking year. Um, and I had friends and shit there. And that it was just fucking crazy. Like you're macking on chicks there. It was the most redneck fucking school ever. Like so bad. Like literally all everybody did there was like hunt. And that was it. <laughs> And scream the n-word. It was a fucking <laughs> really weird place. And then I went to... Uh, Sounds sh- like my family Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, 11th and 12th grade, and went to a big-ass public school. Yeah, that's where or you met all your homies, right? a big-ass right? public school. Yeah. And I ended up, yeah, like, moving across the street from a dude that ended up becoming, like, one of my best friends, and that's how I met, every like, everybody at that school. It's yeah. just, like, through randomly my across-the-street neighbor. Yeah. It's also Charlie, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So you didn't answer my question if you were, you were a hot child. <laughs> oh, so like I think that I was decent looking until around eighth, gra- eighth grade. Yeah. And I got fucking pretty bad acne. Uh-huh. I was really skinny. Mm-hmm. And then I got rid of my acne around ninth, ninth and a half grade. Mm-hmm. Then 10th grade, I don't know if I was attractive. 11th grade, uh, I I'm don't not, know. Like, I'm not asking for a breakdown. Like, did people have crushes on you? Did you get, get chicks? 
God, have you been like this your whole life? You just are unaware if <laughs> anyone's trying to fuck? Pretty much. Well, that didn't answer my question. Who You don't remember the first girl you kissed? Mm, no. I think How? Because I think it was like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it was like early, like, not early, like I'm How fucking early? super young. I don't know. I just feel like, I remember at one point, I like, I think I kissed like my buddy's older sister. How much older? She was 29. (laughs) (laughs) I was nine. She was 29. I don't know because I'm bad with time. That's the problem. So I think I was probably in like seventh grade or sixth grade or something like that. Okay, and I literally just said that in fifth grade, people had boyfriends and girlfriends and were holding hands. And yeah, I mean, said, like, I remember, no. having, I remember having a girlfriend, though, like, early, 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 like, fifth grade or fourth grade or fifth grade or whatever. And But it was, like, it wasn't, like, actually having a girlfriend. Well, it was, like, of course do you want to be my not. girlfriend? Yeah, and like, of yeah. And then, like, yes. yeah, it's my girlfriend. You know what I mean? But you didn't yeah. do, it wasn't, like, a real situation. So you're not going to reveal the first, the first guy that I kissed, his name was Guy. And of course it was, because it's totally real. He no, it was. I could say his last name, but I won't because he w- turned out being gay. That's how many gay people have you? How many gay men have you made out with? Well, guy was the first. Um, but actually, it was at the same party. I kissed a guy named Guy and another guy named Nick. Same party, just to get my kisses out of the way. <laughs> I had the pavement for the life I was trying to live as a stank. Because you made out with Kenny, right? Of course, I did. But I. Kenny, I knew was gay. Like I was just like, why is he not telling me he's gay? I know for a no, fact he's gay. No, you wanted to fuck Kenny though. I wanted to fuck Kenny when I first saw Kenny. I saw him across the room in econ. I didn't know him. I had never hung out with him, and I was like, oh, he's hot. And then we started hanging out, and I was like, oh, he's gay. Like I just knew he was gay because he never like we hung out once and. I was like, oh, can you help me with this econ homework? Because I don't get it. And he's like, sure. And then I, we were like going to watch a DVD of some comedy. And I was like, this is so funny. Watch. And then he like pretended to be asleep. At, like right. And I was like laughing. And he's asleep, like faking sleep so poorly. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I just left. And then like his roommate was in there and was like, because the whole time his roommate Pat was like, I'm pretty sure he's gay. Like, and and everyone just knew, but Kenny wasn't ready to come out. And then we went out one night, and I already knew I was gonna go hook up with a basketball player. And then Kenny was going to hook up with someone else, and he like came in, and I was like, Do you want to come up? And he like we like made out, and it was like kissing a fucking tree branch. And I was like, No. Or no, the woman from the dorm, because like he couldn't come up because there was rules in the dorm. Like you, if you don't live there, you can't come up past a certain time or whatever. You can't have guests. And um, which thinking back on it, like we're adults. Why is that a rule? That's weird. You're 18. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, it was a dorm rule. It's probably so that you don't like. I don't know. I mean, have sex, but like you're an adult. You know what I mean? That's weird. You should be able to, whatever. Anyway. And so yeah, but it's like you also have an RA, which adults don't normally don't have, like a person fucking kind of looming over them, keeping the rules. Yeah, it's just strange like, now that I think about it. Yeah, like the RA made sure that if you were drinking and then you got caught, that you got some bullshit ticket because I got two. Well, that never happened because I'm not an idiot. Oh, I did get almost arrested for mushrooms but anyway different story so kenny and i made out and then the lady was like do you want to she was like totally gonna turn another or just close her eyes blind eye and just like let him uh go up and he's he's like but am i supposed to 
Yeah, he's like trying to get out of it. Yeah, and she's like, I mean, you're not supposed to, but you can. And he's like, well, I don't want to break the rules. And then he left. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I went and got ass. And then the next day I saw him and he's like, how was the rest of your night? And I was like, good, how was yours? And and then like four weeks later, he came flying out of the closet because someone posted some undeniably gay shit about him on a gossip site. Oh, man. That's sad. Yeah. He came tumbling out, but I was like, he he was so afraid to tell me because he thought that I thought that we were a thing. And I'm like, this is hilarious because the whole time I knew he was gay and he was just kind of like my, like I would just hang out with him and have the best time with him and then go hook up with other people. And he was doing the same thing with me. And he was like terrified. He told Mary and Hillary and like all these other people before he told me. And then he finally was like, I'm so scared to tell you. And I was like, you're gay. And he's like you know? And I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I've known. He's like, why didn't you tell me you knew? Like, this was, I've been like, and you know, obviously that's like a torment that I would never wish on anyone, but it's just like, yeah, I fucking have known the whole time. Yeah. It's gotta be a hard situation to being, uh, like having someone that you, you know, you love. Yeah. And then just being worried that it's going to be wrong because you think it's under a different pretense. Right. Knowing that you're, you know, not attracted to that person right, right, sexually. Right. No, I mean, I love Kenny. I love Kenny. Kenny is like one of the few friends, not few. I've had a lot of friends now that like have been in my life for over 10 years, but who I just love the socks off that guy. He can do anything wrong and he will. But yeah. he, <laughs> he, I just will always love him so much. Well, good for you. But anyway, um, I think beside Kenny and Guy, I think I've hooked up with guys that are bi or gay. And I'm not convinced that the person I was seeing before you isn't one of the two. So mm-hmm. I think I've had, yeah, a fair share of Maybe people. that's your thing. Maybe like bi, bi begets bi. Maybe you <laughs> want gayer dudes in your life. Well, that's why I think you're a little gay. I think oh. everyone's. I think no, for, first of all, that's not that's a homophobic response. That was, I'm not homophobic. I know, but I think everything and agree with me or disagree. I think everything is a spectrum. I don't think it's either gay or straight. And obviously, there's bi and there's queer and there's all these other things. But I think it's just like a sliding scale. It, the the thing I like the most is that guy in Schitt's Creek, um, Dan Levy's character, when he says, "I like the wine, not the label." Like that's how I feel. It's like I don't care if you're a guy or a girl. It's like I am attracted to people and spirits and energy, and like spirituality and energy, mm-hmm. not spirits, not ghosts. I like ghosts. I love a ghost. <laughs> I love a ghost fuck. Um, I'm attracted to people's like aura and their being, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm. I'm attracted to yours, barely. Barely. <laughs> it is dimming every day. It is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, haven't you ever had that? Like where, and I'm not trying to make you seem gay. Like it's not, that's not what I'm trying to do. But haven't you ever had like an attraction to a person that isn't a woman? That's like more than like, like you're just like drawn to someone. Haven't you had that? Maybe, but not in a sexual way. No. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've d- I've only had it happen a handful of times with both genders, like alcohol aside. Like, like, uh, like at one point in my life, I want like you just wonder, like, are you 
uh, you wonder about your sexuality. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then, like, I've definitely, like, looked at gay porn and been yeah. like, mm-mm. Yeah, not Can't for you. do it. You See, know I, I mean? like gay porn. That's, really? Yeah. Nice. I like gay porn. I like lesbian porn. I Like, even lesbian porn? Well, lesbian porn, I feel like, isn't truly lesbian porn. It's like, right? No, I've like, never seen truly lesbian porn. It always just feels like they threw two girls together to make heterosexual men horny. Right. But if you look at, like... Uh, more like amateur lesbian porn that's like i'll have to get after that yeah i mean do it um i think there's a degradation oh boy (laughs) degradation degradation degrading how do you say that degrade degrade there's an amount degradation (laughs) degradation okay there we go (laughs) <laughs> that's the theme of this podcast is i don't know how to talk <laughs> i try and say big words and i can't degradation Deg- oh boy <laughs> say it for me i'm gonna walk out of this house <laughs> you just just degradation move on. Just, everybody understands the word you're going for okay. just move there's there's a level of that that happens in straight porn and i don't like porn really period i kind of had a phase with porn like seven or so years ago where i was like addicted to it i would like watch it for like an hour and a half or two hours a day um and it, what the fuck yeah who watches porn for that long well it was like right in after a fucking sitting no no no. i mean just all together and maybe it wasn't every day but anyway it was too much porn what were you doing while you were watching said porn i was hung over and it was a way masturbating was a way that i could get myself out of my hangover it was a dark time. It was. Uh, it you have was like a scab on your clit. After no, that? <laughs> no. It was my first. I also didn't have sex toys, so I was just using my hand. Um, anyway, it was a long, sad moment. It wasn't even Sounds that long. sad. <laughs> Maybe it was like a month, <laughs> but it was too long. long. Yeah, it was long. It was a lot. Anyway, but what I gained, what I took away from that was that um, if I, my imagination can't make me come, I don't deserve to. You know, like I just was like, I can't watch this. It's 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 vile. It's bad for the soul. It's not good. I feel bad for the people. I am always watching porn concerned. I'm like, are these people okay? Because I don't think they are. So anyway, I think there's a level of degradation. Got it. In in heterosexual porn that doesn't exist in like gay porn. It's like guys degrade each other equally because they're guys. But women have, like, a, just a little more... There's not, like, that, like, a borderline, like, abuse to it. Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that's some people's kink. It's just not mine. Um, but I don't... I haven't... I got it. Maybe this year I've watched porn, like, three times. I'm just, like, every time I watch it, I feel dirty afterwards. Wait, when you were saying that you like gay porn, were you talking about dude and dude porn? Yeah. Okay. I, that's what I thought you were saying. Yeah. I'm just making sure to clarify. Yeah. I like... Yeah. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> Wait, did I ever tell you when I went to my sex therapist for that brief amount of time that she told us that we should watch porn together? No. Of course I didn't. Because I'm like, can you imagine us trying to settle on a porn? I mean, I think that that's all you do with porn. Is settle? Is settle. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I can't imagine that. That would be pretty traumatic. Finding because you just found out what I'm into, and you're a little surprised. And then if I found out what you were into, I'm sure I'd be like, "We need a divorce." <laughs> 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 like, 
like what if yours is just like bukkake or gangbang oh man yeah if i'm like i'm strictly a six dude one girl kind of guy yeah. oh man no that shit's sad like yeah. that shit i feel like you watch that and you're like this yeah is so sad yeah I remember, okay, so the first time I ever saw it porn, I was at my dad's house and he had like a VHS porn and obviously like him and Leanne must have watched it and it was like, what was it? Oh, it was two lesbians in the woods having like a lesbian, a lesbian old time and then like a guy on a motorcycle who pulls up. And the girls don't notice somehow, even though he's on a motorcycle and he pulls up and he gets off and he just starts like beating his meat. And then he like sneaks in and joins it. And it was like, A, it was like an actual movie. The quality wasn't high, but it was like a little bit of like a plot. Of course. Old old porns had that. Yeah. And and I remember being like, oh, this is like, I just felt like exhilarated by it. Like the storyline of it made me so excited. And then the guy joined in and it ended up being the three of them. And I was like, this is great. And then I have been disappointed with pornos since then. I feel like it's like smoking crack. It was like chasing the dragon. Like the first time was great. And then everything else has been disappointing. And you've just noticed like shittier and shittier things. Like they're just like the sadness in their eyes or like the tattoos of like uh, Mark. And then it's like crossed off and it's like Jake. And then that's crossed off. And then it's like Kevin. And then it's the crossed off. And it's it's like just daddy's girl. (laughs) Like. You know what I mean? No. Uh, like all the tattoos on porn <laughs> stars that true. are what? Fucking names. Oh, well, it's just like a joke. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, it's just I just feel like all the shitty tattoos and the bad choices they've made make me sad for them. Yeah, I get it. It's a little heavy. Do you still watch porn? Sometimes. What do you watch? What's your genre? I don't know. Normal, just porn shit. I just go to a site and there's porn up, and then I just go, okay, this chick. And it'll be like, okay, that's what I'm watching now. Yeah. I don't um, have like a like a crazy kink. It's normally just like a dude banging a chick, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's straight and boring. Mm-hmm. I feel like I wish if I could find a porn with the girl's titties from The Undoing on there. Oh, man. I'd watch that all day. Those great were the best. Tits. Oh, my God. Such great tits. That girl's tits and the chick from Euphoria's tits. Oh, my God. Her tits are great. I started following her on Instagram because her tits are so good. Good, good, good. Hers are like the one from Euphoria. Um, she's so skinny and her tits are so fat. Like just fucking huge tits. Yeah. That they're almost like they're like they almost are a little too fat titty for how small she is. But the chick on Euphoria, like it's just like a perfect. Or no, the chi- I'm sorry, on Undoing. Yeah. Her tits are just perfect if you guys Fuck. have not watched that show just watch like the first episode that the latina chick um has just an amazing set of tits she has really nice tits they're um they will make all other tits look and feel lesser than that's true but um that show was good it was it ended and did were you? So, what, I'm not going to give a spoiler. Never mind. Just go watch the tits. Who cares about the show? Yeah. Who cares about the storyline? But yeah, see, I always feel like I'm looking for like something like that, like a f- nice set of tits or something on porn, and then it's always just big fake scars and yeah. Or if the tits or are it's good. like super like yeah 
Everything else is it. bad. There's some definitely some sad shit out there. Should we make a porn? No. Should we make a, t- a porn? Not even a sex tape for us to keep. Just let's just like put one out. No. I'd subscribe <laughs> to the idea that like no matter what you shoot of yourself, you're not going to be stoked on it. It's just going to look. It's like how many pictures does it take? you to be happy with one photo oh my god i know you know and yeah it's like oh and then your butthole's involved yeah <laughs> you know? that's why i think everyone no one gives kim kardashian enough credit because that sex tape was fucking killer she looked amazing did you ever watch that one yeah i thought it was just like dude's dick going inside out of her in and out of her i don't feel like you saw much yeah but of she her. gives a good blowjob and you get some titty and some ass pretty lazy blowjob it wasn't that lazy Anyway. I will never give her credit for anything. Obviously. She's great. <laughs> she, You won't. Jesus. She <laughs> launched a whole entire fucking empire with that sex tape. That's true. What are what we could do with ours? Nothing. <laughs> Disappoint our parents. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That would be... You know, I never... Well, I never willingly shot a sex tape... I, one of my recurring nightmares is that I have a really, really, really bad sex tape out there. Like, it's bad. It's sloppy. I'm, like, unconsciously drunk and just, like, flopping around. And I remember one time I had, a like, a, a little tiny video camera because mm-hmm. of, like, skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And one time I thought about just, like, leaving it up while I was having sex with a chick. And then I like kind of quickly realized how like illegal that is. Not even illegal because like back. I mean, back then I don't even think I was thinking about that. I was just like, it's a little fucking creepy to do that to someone. It's so creepy. Well, I told you I found out that happened to me. Yeah, and that was like the. It's not scary. It's just a huge violation. Like I, what happened was I was hooking up with this guy at Marquette. He was on the basketball team, obviously old story. And these two kids that like these two kids he used to make music with who I was friends with. Cause we all were getting the same degree came out to LA and I had been out here maybe a year or two. And they're like, yeah, we've seen your sex tape. And I was like, I don't have, I don't have a sex tape. What are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, no, this guy taped every girl that he had sex with and then showed people. And I'm like, not only is it weird, it's highly illegal. Like you cannot fucking do that. And I like thought like, I'm like, do I reach out to him? Do I tell him to delete it? Or do I assume it's already deleted? You know what I mean? Cause it's like, he's, uh, he doesn't play basketball anymore. Or maybe he does, but he not professionally. He has a family. He has like a whole thing going on where I'm just like, God, I hope it's gone. No, that's probably his kink. He probably just like goes down and relives his old sexual conquests like a Dennis oh. Reynolds. Like a what? Dennis Reynolds. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean that does give me the heebie jeebies a little bit, but I also just have to um hope that it doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, that was really a bummer. Because it's the other thing is like if you're making a sex tape, you wanna know. You know what I mean? Like you wanna know so you can like hit some angles and like put on a little bit of a show. Yeah. So you're not getting the lazy blowjob comment. <laughs> 10 years down the line yeah yeah i don't know super weird i feel like doing it without anybody knowing is fucking creepy it's fucking creepy it's not okay so anyway fuck that guy um well is that it are we stopping there <laughs> mic drop mic drop well, after 
All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, if anyone's, if anyone has my sex tape, send it to me so I can see it. Um, Gotta hit the old dusty trail. Gotta hit the old dusty trail. Chris and I are gonna watch porn together, and then we'll talk about it next time we're on here. We will. <laughs> we're gonna watch porn fully clothed on opposite sides of the bed. The good Mormon way. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep poking at Chris's sexuality until he finally snaps. Yep. Oh my god. Anyway, we love you guys. We hope you had fun. We had fun. This was insane. Um be sure to go to face it. Uh get your cosmeceutical grade skincare solution delivered straight to your door at let'sfaceit.com and use the code FMC for fuck Mary Chill to get 50% off and we will see you soon. Laters.